reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom Patrol! Welcome once again to the Doom Patrol Podcast. I am your host, Scott Coles, and with me as always is Murray Fox. And this week we're going to look at Doom Patrol number 46 from sometime in the past. Cover date, <laughs> August 01. August so, 01. 91, 91, I guess. 91. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Continuing on the, the uh, Morrison Trek, mm-hmm. this one's sort of a sort of a denouement issue. Sort of wraps up a couple things from the last arc there, just after that sort of fill-in issue. <laughs> it wraps up the Beard Hunter arc. <laughs> no, the arc before <laughs> the Beard Hunter. Alrighty, the telephone god, right? Of the Pentagon, yes, arc. So we've got a lovely little uh, Bisley cover again. Mm-hmm. Some very f- sort of fairy taleish in that horrific sort of Bisley way. <laughs> looks like uh, looks like it's probably Crazy Jane sitting by a tree writing in a book. There's a Cheshire cat in the in the tree, and there's a, a grotesque bunny thing, <laughs> and a little devil and a horse with a skeleton head. All sorts of weirdness All going on there. All sorts of crazy. Yes. So we open up, and uh, it speaks of happy endings. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get that. Mm, happy ending number one, Harry Christmas. <laughs> Harry Christmas, of course, was one of the men who was investigating the disappearance of this, the men from Flight 19. Uh, all that Pentagon stuff. The men from nowhere had scrambled his brains, so anytime he, he tried to write to expose the government's uh, doings, all he, all that would come out was gibberish. Yes, yes. That's, so a, said, that's a problem. <laughs> it, it, well, it could be. It depends on what you're into, I suppose. <laughs> uh, he says, I, you know, I thought that that was going to be you know, at the end of my career, but it turns out they did me a favor. I've got a new niche that's groundbreaking experimental narrative innovator. The natural successor to Joyce and Burroughs. And me and old Barney here are doing just fine. (laughs) So good for him. That all worked out nice. Yes. Well, that's good. Number two, Wallace Sage. Wallace Sage, of course, died in the, uh, the events of this past arc. So certainly an ending. I'm not sure about Happy. (laughs) Uh, his mother apparently is at Wallace's grave he had instructions that she's supposed to set off fireworks and release a flock of wind up birds and she says that the gardening tools wrapped in newspaper were my own idea I don't know what that's all about so Age's grave and it's what he would have wanted she says goodbye son god bless there we go there's his happy ending sort of (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Ending number three, Sergeant Honey. 
Sergeant Honey, it looks like, has taken up a, a post as a burlesque entertainer at Peeping Tom's on Denny the Street. <laughs> lovely Louisa Washington, the force's sweetheart. <laughs> nice. Figure yeah. Drag. Like you do. Totally. See? Definitely happy ending for him. He seems very cheerful. A lot less conflicted than he was when he was actually working for the government. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Major Honey, his command, his former commanding officer, is now, I don't know, just reading, reading comic books. Well, there you go. Nothing happier. <laughs> he says, well, how about that? As for me, ever since I left the army, I've been seeing what you might call a psychiatrist. <laughs> I'm an anally fixated, eatable paranoid with south of the border schizophrenic delusions. Harsh, for, harsh words for a man who served his country and never shirked. But never mind. I found me the ideal job. I'm going to run for president. Hot damn. <laughs> oh, dear. That would explain a lot of things, actually. <laughs> the current uh, political goings-on. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. I think political goings-on, especially of 1991. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Some not so subtle commentary there, I guess. <laughs> Ending number five, Sarah Furness, the author who befriended Denny the Street and was terribly upset when he decided to join the Doom Patrol. And she's basically just sitting in her greenhouse, uh, watering flowers. She's like, uh, you know, that was enough excitement for me. Denny says he's going to visit. I'm going to just work on a new book and that's, that's it. Okay? <laughs> there you go. So she's happy. Back to normal for Sarah. Yep. And Flex Mentello. He says, you know, since I've become real, I've begun to notice things about the world I live in. Number one is that the superheroes are so miserable and depressed. <laughs> Just wait till you get to the 2000s. <laughs> New 52 Flex. That's right. You'll never see the new 52 because there's no room for anyone who enjoys anything. <laughs> so he's got a plan. He's going to change all that. It's time to put a face, a smile on the face of the war against crime. So make way for America's merriest crime fighter. <laughs> Not always here to stay. Drive carefully now. Excellent. He gives us his flex. <laughs> uh, all right. oh, give me a second I gotta talk to a kid here yep what so how does that concern me well then she needs to look for it and she needs to leave me alone while she's doing it we'll, we'll see what we can do maybe mommy knows where it is when mommy gets home okay Go on. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. No worries. So we turn the page and we have a full page splash of Cliff in his new robot man body. All right. He's got uh, big clunky boots and all sorts of heavy industry uh, design elements. And no spider legs. Your legs for for change. That's good. <laughs> Just happening, rip 
jeans ripped at the knees, just like the kid, the cool kids do. That's right. Cool did in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> He's checking out his eyes. He has like X-ray vision and stuff, and infrared. Which, of course, was on a rant about how Doc Magnus couldn't design, you know, <laughs> the most crude robot there is. He says this one's stronger, faster, better high-def senses, everything. I love so, that they've got that little rivalry. Yeah. It might be a one-sided rivalry, but it's... <laughs> Doc Magnus notices, he's just like, I'm just doing my robots and stuff, and he's just like, I can do your <laughs> Oh, yeah, he built him this new body so that he could move boxes for him. <laughs> of course. And Cliff says, sure thing, Chief. The more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes on goes on his way uh, carrying boxes and stuff. He says, hey, how do you like my new body? Mm-hmm. She's like, nice, Mr. Steele. Uh-huh. <laughs> She just walks past him. She's not very happy, apparently. And he's just like, kids. She goes to her room. She's scared. She's really done it now. Oh, no. She's talking to one of her dolls. In the mirror behind her, there's a picture of that candle-headed creature that she talked to in her subconscious. Oh, yes. In the finale of the Telephone Saga. And she freaks it. There's ah, leave me alone. Go away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cut to Josh and the chief. They're down in the uh, big warehouse there. He's bouncing a ball. Do 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 do. Well, the chief is putting some last minute stuff away. Josh thinks he's going to miss this place now. It seems like they just moved in. And the chief's like, you were going to leave the Doom Patrol when we moved in. You changed your mind? He says, looks like it. He says, is it true you've been maintaining your laboratory here in the mountain? Chief says, it's true, yes. Danny the Street is inadequately equipped for the kind of research I've been engaged in. Josh says, ask him what kind of research that is. And he says, (laughs) private research, Joshua. Private research. That's right. High death snooping cams. That's right. All He's over. Can't the world has ever seen. <laughs> that would be right up his alley. Hmm. So uh, we get a shot outside, standing in the street. He's taking some boxes down there. Runs into Crazy Jane, who's looking very. She's very pasty faced in this one. She's got some really light makeup on or something. <laughs> He's like, hey, what do you think of my new body? She's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what your body looks like. I like you for who you are. Poor, poor Cliff, he can't get a break. He just says, I just want someone to think I'm sexy. Why does anyone <laughs> think I'm sexy, robot? <laughs> like, I've been working on a logo for the Doom Patrol, just in case we might want one. <laughs> it's basically a circle with a stick through it. It's like a... I threw a circle. She says, what do you think? It's a D and a P put together. It's also a masculine one and a feminine zero. <laughs> and when you combine them in binary notation, you can generate all the numbers of creation. 
<laughs> like, uh, not bad. Sure. He's like, did you really mean what you said a minute ago about my body? Sure. Nobody to fight, nothing to do. It'd be nice to go somewhere and just talk, wouldn't it, Cliff? If you like. And uh, Danny, she says, any ideas, Danny, where we should go? He's got a sign in the window that says, oh, I'm always full of bright travel ideas, dear. <laughs> Liza Radley. You don't know me yet, Cliff, even though you brought me out. I'm new. Ooh, a new personality. Danny says, have a look at the end, down at the end of the street. Liza says she's going to save them all. And there's a nice forest with bunnies and flowers. <laughs> the volume fades and the picture blurs. We cut to somewhere, not sure where, in Spain, looks like. Uh, a robed man, robed and hooded and masked in white, goes up to the door and knocks. The butler asks what his name is. He puts his finger to his lips. He says, ah, of course, please do come in, Dr. Silence. <laughs> Dr. Silence. Who knows? We cut to Cliff and Jane uh, wandering through the... I don't know where they are. They're in some weird sort <laughs> of... Lots of grass castles and all sorts of stuff. Cliff's like, where are we? Is this Scotland or Ireland? <laughs> like, I don't think so. I think Danny knows about places that aren't on the map. She's like, let's go up there to the castle. He's like, there's something strange about this place. It's so, I don't know, so real. Cliff can feel uh, the salt spray off the ocean on his, on his skin, I guess. And he can taste the salt. It's awesome. Considering he started the run, you know, compl complaining that he never felt anything and he couldn't taste anything or, or anything like that. So it's, uh, it, goes, it goes a long way towards him sort of developing as a character and sort of getting out of that depression that he was in. Yes. <laughs> he says, do you know what it's like to be able to feel again? She says, I do, actually. Thanks to you. He's like, yeah, I'm a hell of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, I haven't let anyone get near to me, but you went into the underground. You went into the woman's mind when she thought everything was screwed up and finished. You saved Jane and gave me the strength to evidence myself. I'm the first of the woman's persons to manifest itself to love instead of cruelty. The others can't believe it. It's hard to talk to you, but well. And then she shifts. Betty Farthing now. They said it can't let guys talk to you, but I, did, I, I don't care. I can talk if I want to. <laughs> Just trying to, to, to tell you in my own stupid way, I... I oh! It hat blows off in the wind and goes down the cliff of the overlook that they've been uh, standing. She lost her lovely, lovely hat. Yeah. And then we have an interlude. Who... Who? Who? I'll do just different pictures of different things. There's a window washer. There's a, a bathroom sink. A little girl <laughs> sitting on the curb. A guy watching TV at home. Street lamps. A cat. A guy cooking. 
or a lady cooking, I'm not sure which. <laughs> People having sex. Excellent. It's a whiz. Uh, a pope of some sort? I don't know. Or a wizard, I'm not sure. Maybe. <laughs> whiz. Whiz. Wizard. No, not. <laughs> I don't know. Cut to the chief in his laboratory. The light is all green. He's looking at some sort of weird spatial something or other diagram on his big computer. And uh, Rebus walks in and says, Professor Calder. He turns off, he quickly turns off the screen and turns towards him. Is there anything I can do for you? I'm rather busy right now. He says, yes. We must sit down sometime and talk when you're no longer busy. I'm very interested in the work you've been doing. I understand that you've advanced the possibilities of nanotechnology further than any other current researcher. This is part of what you're doing, I take it? And they pan out to see. It looks like a big swimming pool, basically, with lasers and stuff over top of it. (laughs) (laughs) A laser swimming pool. He says it's a colloidal supercomputer, and when it's completely operational, it would make even the most sophisticated crane machine look like a child's abacus by comparison. (laughs) Call it the think tank. Rebus says, I know what you're planning, Professor Calder. I've known for quite some time. He's like, ah, and what do you intend to do? Stop me? Rebus says, I may have to. We'll see. Foreshadowing. She says, of course. Would you like a piece of chocolate, Rebus? (laughs) This is, uh, why, thank you, Professor Calder. Don't mind if I do. There you go. They're nice and polite. Polized rivals. That's right. (laughs) Just doing something completely evil doesn't mean they have to be rude. That's right. There's always room for politeness. Civility. That's right. Uh, we cut back to, I guess, uh, Dr. Silence there. And a storeroom of weird curiosities. He says, under normal circumstances, we allow no one to even see, let alone purchase an item before the date of auction. However, in view of your very generous gift to my wife and me, I'm prepared to break club rules just this once. Hmm. Hmm. Monsieur Girodias. So he's a collector of the strange, I guess. Right. Uh, what's his name? Eisman from the Brotherhood of Dada story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And coincidentally, that's what they're here to, he's here to see. Hmm. It's a particular item from the Eisman collection. <laughs> oh, we don't get to see what it is. Cut back to Jean and Cliff. They're in the castle over the cl- on the cliff by the sea. She says, we're not alone in this world. We don't have to be. She's like, maybe. <laughs> She's like, I hoped you would. Look, you're talking to the wrong guy about hope. Life's hard enough, Jean, without bringing hope into it. I mean, you're crazy, but there's always the chance that you'll get well. I'm never going to have a flesh and blood body again. It's got so I don't even dream about it anymore. I'm doing my best to live with what I am, but I'm not good or special or any of that shit. If you met me before my accident, I wouldn't have given you a second glance. You can't help me, Jane, really. I appreciate the effort, but you can't. Aww. 
He's still bummed. <laughs> she says, Cliff. And she touches his arm. She says, oh, the metal's warm like skin. Look at me, Cliff. Listen. Love means nothing at all. Life means nothing at all. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Cut back to Dr. Silence and uh, the painting that ate Paris. All right. Because it's now a sort of an abstract drippy sort of painting. And the uh, Monsieur Girodia is very interested. He's surprised that Dr. Silence even cares because he's never shown an interest in abstract art before. Indeed, I absolutely loathe abstract art. But this, my dear Monsieur Girodia, is something completely different. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Abstract art with a purpose. Cut back to Cliff and Jane. They're back in headquarters. It says, are you still friends with me? Are we still friends? Of course we're still friends. We'll always be friends. She says, I'm not Jane. I'm Baby Doll. It's <laughs> like, do you hear that? It's crying. Someone's... Larry? Jesus, Larry! And Remus is on the, on the floor sitting there with his head in his hands. <laughs> what happened? What's wrong? Talk to me. He looks up. What? I'm perfectly all right, Cliff. I was just practicing. <laughs> Claxing goes off. <laughs> Shit, the alarms. Cliff and friends to go check out the chief. Rebus and Jane are like, I suppose we better follow. I suppose. <laughs> Clashes in the door and the chief. Is it you okay, chief? Security's been breached again. Look, what do you make of that? And we hear bong, bong, bong. Is it that time already? Says a strange clock faced. His head looks like Big Ben. There's windows in his chest where you can see the skeleton through, and he's wearing like robes, like pope robes. <laughs> Bubbles all over the place. <laughs> He's like, is it that time already? Cliff says, can I get back to you on that one, Chief? <laughs> well, that's the end of this issue. All righty. Wrap things up and set things up for the next one. Uh-huh. Excellent. Excellent. Alrighty. Well then, that'll do for this week. So. Yes. And if you'd like to give us a email or come visit us on our site, you can send an email to doompodtroll at gmail.com. Mm. Or you can visit our site, which is also doompodtroll.com. And all the episodes are up there and you can leave us a Message right there. I'm just checking our mail right now. You don't seem to have any uh, current Doom Patrol news to talk about. No. No. No mail either. (laughs) No mail, no news. Ah, well, maybe bye. No news is good news. I think that's probably a safe bet right now. Eventually we'll get that Doom Patrol back, but 
For now, yeah. oh man, can you imagine if the Doom Patrol comes back in the new Fifty Two? How miserable they'll be! Oh, they were like the sad sack sort of miserable team of the regular DC. <laughs> you put them into the new Fifty Two, they're going to be positively morose. <laughs> well, we've seen Cliff. Cliff has been around, and he's he's he was no more morose than usual, but but. There are still three or four other members that could, you know, show up and bring it down. <laughs> bring it down. All right. That is it for this week. We will see you all next week.